0: Eat Media presents the Truth Seeker, Truth Speaker podcast hosted by Bias Simbing. Yo, what's going on? Bias Simbing coming at you live and direct. Yo, first and foremost, I want to say that I am truly thankful. We in a building. How y'all feel, man? It's me again. It's the man that you tap into every week. I've been so consistent. It's the man who is expressing truth to the best of my ability. As I am on the pursuit of truth encountering truth whether it be comfortable or uncomfortable but that's the beautiful part about truth the beautiful part about truth is understanding that you never know what to expect right but you know whatever it is that you encounter will liberate you whether you like it or not whether you agree with it or not that is the truth Whatever that truth may look like for you at that moment, you must, listen, listen, when I say this, you must always embrace the truth. I'm so happy to be here this morning, guys. I'm truly thankful, man. It's it's been a good week. It's been a fruitful week. It's been a productive week. You know, uh, a lot has taken place, right? a lot to be grateful for, right? Um, Reminded of our greatness, you know, every step of the way. And it's important, right? Like it's important to remind ourselves of our greatness. So sometimes in this world that we live in, sometimes it's, it's easy to forget, right? Sometimes it's easy to forget because there's so much going on in the world, right? You can get distracted. But let me remind you, Right. Let me remind you that there's no reason for us to get distracted for too long. Right. Because sometimes we do get distracted, but we must understand that we must stay focused. Right. We must stay focused on the end goal. Right. We must stay focused on the bigger picture. Right. But making sure we notice the details because the details shape up the bigger picture. Wow. Wow. How do you guys feel? man? How do you guys feel? I'm truly thankful, right? We made it to uh, another week, right? It's it's funny because I was looking on Twitter a couple days ago and uh, somebody had posted, where has August gone, right? And I was thinking to myself, like, wow, here it is, August 22nd. It just seems like time is moving by so fast. It just It's moving by so fast, but when you are productive, when you working, when you living life, when you enjoying yourself, when you enjoy in the world around you it doesn't feel that way uh, only up until you actually look into it and it's just like whoa it's August 22nd wow i just been enjoying myself so much right we 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 enjoy ourselves so much that we lose focus we lose we lose track of time Cause we've been putting in work, we've been enjoying life, we've been moving in great in gratitude. So when we get into it and it's just like, wow, August, huh? The end of August. It's a testament of the productivity that the enjoyment of life, right? That the um moving. Uh, in a space of gratitude, understanding that I am grateful for it all in which you don't really spend too much time on time because you focused in the present. You focused on living in your best version, your best version of self at that moment, right? At these moments, we live our best version of self. At these moments, we are in the pursuit of the best version of ourselves. So I wanted to uh begin this episode. Give me one second. Right? So but before I actually before I get into this episode, this beautiful episode I love to break down for you guys. I actually want to talk about this routine traffic stop that led to an arrest. For a wanted man since 1994, but listen to this though, right? Um, got this got this story uh, earlier this morning about a man in Atlanta back in 1994. A man by the name of Mohammed Bilal Al Ami was wanted for a shooting that took place in 1994 for his friend. Right of his friend Jaffer Tucker. Now understand this a routine traffic stop. So the man Muhammad has no idea. even the police officers, they don't have no idea. But see this is how God worked, right? This is how the universe worked, right? Because you could run only for so long, right? until you actually have to face what it is that you did. The many people that grieve, the pain, the suffering. I'm looking at this video because they had camera footage, uh, body cam footage uh, from the police officers, right? And they apprehended the suspect or whatever And you know, uh, after looking through some records of theirs, they noticed that this man, who they just stopped off of a traffic violation, has been wanted for a murder that took place in 1994. And so they pull the gentleman out of the car. He's compliant. After further investigation, they go back to the gentleman and say, at this this time, we're gonna have to place you under arrest. So he's still not understanding what's taking place. Not up until he's behind the squad car and they give him more information, he begins to break down into talking about, listen, I'm an innocent man, I've done no crime, I've done no wrong. They begin to give him further information. And when they gave him further information into the shooting that he did back in 1994, to his friend Jaffer Tucker. This was supposed to be his friend. Now, I don't know the details in their relationship, right? But family and friends spoke on his behalf and said he was a good guy, he was a good man and they didn't even know each other for that long before Muhammad took out Jaffer Tucker, right? So I don't know the specifics of what took place but I do understand that the mother of Jafford Tucker, passing away, passed away in two thousand six. But up until her death, she prayed. She prayed for the capture of the murder, the murderer, who took her son Jafford Tucker's life. But imagine though, imagine a mother living her life from 1994 up into 2006 with unanswered questions. Lying on her deathbed, will my son's murder be avenged? But we don't focus too much on the victims. That woman, she lived a life of pain from 1994 to 2006. She lived a life of suffering May that woman rest in peace. Why must we always have to go through the pain, the suffering? But see, I remember my mom, she she said something so profound to me that stuck with me till this day and will continue to stick with me Furthermore, she said that bias. A lot of times the decisions that we make don't even affect us. They affect those around us. That hit me. Here we have a man, Mohammed Bilal El Amin, who for any reason takes out Jaffer Tucker Now his mother has to suffer. His mother has to grieve. His mother has to mourn. The death of a child. May she rest in peace. May she rest in power. I'm sick of it though. Even though this took place in 1994, he was just apprehended. When are we going to understand that the decisions that we make don't affect us all the time? They affect those around us. Just like I got on the podcast, either, let me see. Okay. So actually, two podcasts, uh, two episodes before this, right, where I talked about, um, in episode 19, I talked about the uh, the shooting, the shooting killing of the Dallas Texas Little League football coach, right? And then the week after that, the week before that, actually, I talked about the young lady who ran the, blew the red light on Slauson and La Brea, killing six people, a pregnant woman, her infant child, and her boyfriend in the passenger seat. I don't know if the boyfriend was driving, uh, and I would assume that the, uh, The pregnant woman, she was in the passenger seat, so that's just how we're going to go. But every individual in that car, gone. But this was a decision that that woman made, right? So going back today, a lot of times the decisions that we make don't even affect us. They affect those around us. Where's the consideration? Where's the forward thinking? Why do we always think in the moment? Why do we never take the time to be patient with ourselves And understand just like every moment it passes. Why must we get stuck in the moment? Now that he has been apprehended he will have to remember for the rest of his life behind bars that moment where he took the life Of another individual. And the family and friends of that individual. Had to pay. The price. Of the pain and suffering. I'm turnt up right now. I'm sick of it. Episode before this. That Dallas Texas. Little league football coach. Murdered in front of his nine year old son. I'm sick of it. Episode before that. Oh, on Slauson, Re- oh, Slauson and La Brea blew through a red light. You took the lives of six people. I'm sick of it. A whole car, a whole family wiped out, gone. From the decisions that that woman made. May everyone that I spoke on right now, may they rest in peace. May they rest in power. We must not live a life of irrational decisions, of irrational thinking, off of a moment, no consideration for human life, what, for human life, human life is precious, human life should not be taken out the way that it's been taken out. For decades and decades and, decades and 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 decades. The battle between our higher nature and our lower nature. The battle. But it even though it's, and you know, I'm so positive. And even though it's it's so much beautiful things going on, I just can't help but think that. It just feels like the negativity, the negative, the low nature, is always prevailing. Where is the high frequency? Where is the high vibration? Where is the conscious decision-making? Where is living a life of intentionality? I had to take a second I had to take a second to breathe I had to take a second to let that marinate I ain't even in, I ain't even got into my episode yet I ain't even got into my episode yet because I wanted to spend time on this this is what I wanted to spend time on emphasizing this as I close this out once again may they Rest in peace. May they rest in power. Sending my condolences. Sending my prayers. Sending energy and high vibration to the family and friends of those who lost loved ones or lost in La Brea. Sending love, light, energy, condolences, prayers to the family and friends who the Dallas, Texas, Little League football coach. Cindy, love, light, prayers, condolences, high vibration, high frequency to the family and friends of Jafford Tucker. Moment of silence. So let's get into this episode. I'm truly thankful we in the building, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are thankful we are always moving in a light of grace, right? We are always grateful for it all. So, let's get into it. So, today's episode is what role do you play in society? Let's get into it. So, I want to share a story, right? Um last week this took place in This is the beautiful thing about patience, right? Like, this is the beautiful thing about understanding. This is about, uh, this is the beautiful thing about what role do you play in society and being aware of it, right? So, I go to Watts. And those of you who are not in the, uh, Los Angeles area, that is a, um, a city within a city, right? Because there's multiple cities in Los Angeles. You got Compton, you got Long Beach, uh, you got Watts, uh, you got, um, You got other surrounding areas, right? And so I I go into Watts. But I spent some time in Watts. I went to the Boys and Girls Club um, back when I was a child. A couple years out in the Boys and Girls Club. uh, It was a summer program that we would go out to. And so when I was going to that summer program, I uh, went to uh, Taco Peak which is a black-owned taco uh, food stand. And they have some some of the best tacos in Watts, some of the best tacos in the city. And so when I'm in the mood, right, for tacos, now even though sometimes I may be in the mood and not stop by, like for some reason, today, that day, I wanted to stop by and grab Taco Pete's tacos from Watts. So I take my sister And we go on out there, so we go to Watts, and we walk up. A lot of people. It always generates a large crowd. So we walking up right now, doing my thing, making eye contact, seeing who up who up at the spot, right? Because it's still Watts, ladies and gentlemen. For those who uh, don't know the history in Watts, it can get a little uh, tricky, right? It can get a little violent, right? You have to check left, right, up, down, side to side. Check all four corners, right? Cause um, you just never know. The history has it to where it is tricky, right? So we get up there, we walking and make a few eye contact, a few individuals. I wanted to know, is this the line? Is this the line? Like, oh, okay, no, nah, that's not the line. Oh, you behind me. Okay, cool, boom. So it's this man in the line Now, he's an older guy. I could tell from his face. He's an older guy. But he he keeps staring at me. You know, when coming from where we come from, you staring too long, is it a problem, right? But see, I didn't approach it that way. But normally, I would approach it that way back in the day. It's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? But so I open up. Open up my stance like, hey, yo, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? You know, everything good? This, that, and the third. We talking, chopping it up real brief, though. Right? I'm like, okay, boom. Talking to my sister in the line. Whatever. I see the guy, he keeps staring at me. He keeps looking back. Because I'm behind him. He keeps looking back. He keeps looking back. But I'm looking at him. But I'm like... You know what I'm saying? So... He looks and he's just like, yo, where you from? Immediately triggered, right? Growing up in LA, certain questions is life and death. And one of those questions is where you from? And so when he said like, yo, like, yo, where you from? was immediately, right? Everybody around us, I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I'm from South Central. Right. He like, nah, but like what part? I'm like, cause see, growing up in South Central, like I spent time all over South Central, right? Like I was never at one location for so long. Like it was a couple years spent here, a couple years spent there. And so when I really say South Central, I really mean South Central. Right. Grew up in certain parts that I I, uh, grew to like. But regardless of the fact, I grew up in South Central. Anyways, <clears throat> um, he's like, nah, but like, what part? I'm like, all parts. I grew up in South Central. I grew up around the area. Like, that's my section. Like, South Central, right? Can't put me in a box. Because cause see, the reason I answered that question the way that I did was because you cannot put me in a box. I need to check the temperature. Why are you asking me this question? Like, I know you're an older dude, so I know you're not on that with me. So I'm not, I'm not hot, you know what I'm saying? But like, I'm still, it's still a little tension going on because it's dudes in the area who are my age listening in. So it's just like, I need to, you know what I'm saying? Preservation. Uh, uh, I need to make sure I conduct myself at this moment to where I don't say something that I'm walking into blindly, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah. So it's so funny because one of the guys in the, in the, uh, uh that, uh, he jumped in into conversation. He was like, oh, yeah, South Central, yep. Uh, uh, this, that. I can't remember what he said, whatever. So he's like, so, so, so we, we ended right there. So we ended kind of awkward. Like it was kind of weird. So, um, he orders his food. I'm right behind him. I order my food. So I go, he's on he's on my mind though right now. So I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta talk, I gotta, I gotta holla at dog. My sister go away in the car. She just wanted to go away in the car. She uh didn't want to stand. Cause there's no uh seating. Literally, it's a food stand. But it's a restaurant, right? But you stand up, you wait for your food, boom. There's no uh, there's no interior that you can uh Eat inside. So she was in the car. So I goes to dog. I'm like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? What, this, that, and the third. He was like, you know, the reason I asked you where you from is because, like, the way you came uh, to the line, like, the way you, uh, your aura, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got God consciousness, right? And so immediately the tension has 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 calmed down. You know what I'm saying? Like my guard is 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 going down slowly. I'm like, wow, right? And so we having beautiful conversation. I'm talking to him. I'm just like, listen, the reason I had to come at you with what I came at you with was because growing up in South Central, growing up in LA, there's certain questions that you that's asked to you that you have to be mindful and have to be. conscious of the way in which you respond because we know folks that died from answering that question the wrong way right and so he's like oh wow like not nah, under no circumstances you know what i'm saying like we get into the truth here no circumstances was i trying to come that way this that and the third but i understand and i respect the way you came at that right but here this is what i'm saying this is what i'm saying here the ability to have patience, right? The ability to understand that, let me not react. Let me not be reactive here. Let me, let me take some time to be patient and understand what, and, and, and dissect the uh, situation, right? But be conscious enough to understand that you still don't know the temperature, but still being conscious to know that you cannot make assumptions. So to further that, he starts telling me his life story. He grew up in Compton, and he's sixty-seven years old. And you know, he actually just came back out from Chicago. Uh, he's a truck driver. After having conversation with his friend, um, he now is a truck driver. Uh, friend saying that he he makes about seventy-five, seventy-five hundred a month, or uh, something like that. Uh, two hundred. Also, oh, it's two hundred and fifty thousand a year. And so he's just like, wow. So, whatever it was he was doing at that time, he started getting into trucking. So now he's doing trucking and whatnot. But he was telling me his story. He was just like, you know, I'm, you know, me guys, I like to get to the truth. And so I love to ask certain questions that um, allows a person to express themselves, right? Allows that person to get to the truth and also allowing myself to understand, a better understand who it is that I'm in the presence of, right? So now we're building, right? Now we're building as men. Because cause what was once in front of us is no longer in front of us. It is now behind us. So we build and we communicate and we have a good conversation. So I'm asking certain questions. He's telling me. Um, right. So one of the questions I ask is just like, and I like asking this question to uh, the older generation, generations above me, uh, in regards to um, how did you survive the 80s and the 90s? And the reason I ask that question to the older generation is because if you know in Los Angeles, and I'm sure out in New York and maybe in Chicago and certain areas, um, maybe in Detroit, <clears throat> um, that the crack epidemic, right? The crack epidemic hit Los Angeles in the 80s, right? And then also gangbang culture in the in, in Los Angeles. So in the 90s, it was going up also, right? Even though gangbang culture has been going on since the uh, uh, early 70s. All up until now, even though it's calmed down uh extremely. But gangbang culture was real is is a real thing out here. And was a real thing out uh back then. So I always ask, like, how did you survive the 80s and 90s? And it's so beautiful. Every time I ask that question, I always get to the truth. I always get uh the person to express themselves, I always get like so much information, like off the jump. So he's telling me. You know, um, crack epidemic. It was it was a it hit it hit Compton in a uh, a real way. Um, so many people uh, began to sell the drug, and I'm I can't I I had I, my hands aren't clean. I sold the drug, right? And I'm no judge, right? But I'm critical, right? Because at this point. You was poisoned. You had part in poisoning the community, but I'm no judge, right? Like that was then, but we still must be critical of those around us because we are critical of ourselves, right? So he's telling me, you know, uh, I had gotten an accident. Uh, I was supposed to be in the a, a, a football. I, uh, I, was, I was actually on my way to becoming an NFL star, but I got into an accident that crippled me for some years, and so. I wasn't able to become um, eligible uh, a, a eligible college athlete, so I chose the streets. Um, my big brother at the time, he was actually uh, in the NFL. He was he actually got a contract for the NFL, and they had gave him a lump sum of money. They gave him a he signed a contract for five million dollars, and he had actually got injured also before he began to play. So, his his big brother um, started using, right, because of the pain. So, he started using crack cocaine and you know, everything went downhill from there. Um, Gangbang culture, but he never he never uh, chose a side, a turf. You know, everybody knew him from Compton, everybody loved him from Compton. He chose no side, so he didn't really have too many enemies, but obviously when you're a solid individual and you doing whatever it is that you want to do people going to hate you regardless so he did acquire certain enemies and things like that but the reason I'm I'm bringing this whole thing up right is because all of this couldn't have um happened without the patience without the understanding without the forward thought of wanting to understand who it was that I was in the presence of. And it was at that moment, it was at that point to where we was understanding, we was able to open up and we was able to um, clear out certain BS, you know what I'm saying? Um, And get to the truth. And the truth was, he had seen an aura about myself that a lot of folks in the area don't really have. He was just like, yo, like, You got God consciousness. And that hit me, right? Because I understand that I'm a vessel of light. But here we go. What role do you play in society? We're getting right into it. We all play a role or have roles that we play in society where they are destructive roles. We play or productive roles we play, right? There can be roles that we play that are destructive. And there can be roles that we play in which are productive. But you have to understand what role do you play? What role do people see you playing? That story that I told you. I know what role I play. But there was a time and place back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I just mean like a couple years ago. I didn't have a level of awareness that I have now. I had some, I had uh, some amount of awareness, but I didn't have the level of awareness that I have, the, uh, the consciousness that I have to understanding, um, what's going on in my areas, how I'm moving at this moment, conducting my behavior, right? Um, rectifying certain behaviors about myself, right? Get into the truth. Also understanding the power in truth. But going back to this man saying that I had a certain aura about myself. God consciousness, an aura about myself. But that's be, that stems from the inner work that I've been putting in. On a consistent basis. I didn't even say not one word. It was my aura. Imagine that. Imagine that. I know that the role that I play is being a vessel of light. See, here it goes. I know that the role that I play in society is being a vessel of light. I am a vessel of light. My reputation is known for uplifting, inspiring, encouraging, challenging, and motivating people everywhere I go. Motivate, uplift, inspire, encourage, and challenging. And the reason I say challenging is challenging thought, asking certain questions, to be critical of ourselves. Why do you feel the way that you feel? Why did you say that? Get into the truth. What made you say that? Get into the truth. Challenging, challenging those around and around me in thought. Because I understand the power in iron, sharpening iron. I'm always in the pursuit of. Making sure my iron is sharpened. But the only way that I can get my iron sharpened. The best way I can. Is by sharpening those around me. And obviously sharpening my own iron. But it's a beautiful feeling when you can get your iron sharpened by those around you. By getting challenged. But not getting challenged in a malicious intent. But getting challenged in a genuine intent the intention is for you to grow the intention is for you to be critical of yourself so that's that's who i am that's my reputation but my question is my question to you is what role do you play in society what what's your reputation what do people know you for do people know you for a high frequency, high vibration, a positive, intellectual, motivated, go getter, all about the business, all about the family, all about my work, all about my purpose, all about my mission? What do people know you for? What role do you play in society? Do you give back? Do you have a nonprofit organization? Are you philanthropic? Are you, what do you do for society? What role do you play, right? As you all know, I've been on my, I've been on the front lines, hitting the streets and pushing my brand. Every day we get better. I've been on the front lines and I've been pushing my brand. And I've been talking to, I've been hitting the streets. I've been talking to people, encouraging the people to live a life with a certain level of intentionality, right? Every day we get better. But what does that look like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, economically getting better every day? Right. So often we fall victim into thinking that this life we live is a relay race or a sprint by no means. It is a journey, a marathon of improving ourselves on a day to day basis. So much negativity going on in the world, right? Somebody's got to combat that with a positive message. Let it be me. Let it be us. Every day we get better. Some of the pitches that I pitch when I'm speaking to certain people, they gravitate toward it because they know, and I'm giving them eye contact. I'm opened up. I'm letting them know you are in the presence of a genuine dude. Whether you take that for what it is or you take it the other way, that has nothing to do with me. And everything to do with you. Sometimes I receive the love. Sometimes I don't receive the love. But I don't get upset with myself because I, more and more I understand that a lot of times it be the individual. They're not there yet. They don't know how to understand what it is that they're encountered with. And so they react. On the level in which they are in. And so now that I understand that more and more. I understand that the only control I have. Is what I put out. Now how it is received. Is solely on those. Um, that choose to receive it. And those who don't receive it Right. There's so many beautiful encounters that I'm having with so many different people. And I know I'm making an impact on the lives of those I come in contact with. So I also want to share another story, right? Because this is consistent with what role that I play, right? But again, I'm going to continue asking in this episode, what role do you play in society? I want y'all to think about that. I want y'all to really think about what role do you play in society? It's important, right? Because it's going back to Living a life with a certain level of intentionality. What role do you play? Think about that. So let me tell you the story. So I'm on one of my uh, certain sections that I like to go to and uh, push my brand. Every day we get better. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Um, so I'm walking up to everybody. I'm getting turned down. I'm getting people allowing me. To take a second at a time. So I go is, yo, how you doing today? Yo? Can I take a second at your time, talk to you about my brand every day we get better? Some people say, oh no, I got, I got to run. I got things to do. A lot of times, you know what I'm saying? I, I get that, right? Then there's times where I'm just like, oh yeah, no problem. What you got? And so here it is. So I bump into a woman by the name of Clarissa. Older woman. And I'm pitching to her and she loves the vibration. She loves my aura. She understands that she is now in the presence of a positive dude. So she drops her guard. We move to the side because we know that we're getting ready to get into a deeper conversation immediately. And so she begins to tell me that she is a Detroit, Michigan woman who came out to Los Angeles a long time ago. And she begins to telling me her story. From her, uh. But her story consists of her son. And so that's the part that I'll focus on. So she tells me, so my son, when he was 29, he had did an armed robbery in a cell phone store that put him in prison for 10 years. Now he's out at the age of 39. And he's got two more months before he gets on out, off of probation. But the days, the months, the weeks leading uh, to his armed robbery, he was going through some things and um, his cousin, um, at the time she was pregnant, she was having difficulties uh, making ends meet. It seems like the weight of the world was on this young man's shoulders, right? from what my from what clarissa his mother was telling me and so she goes into telling me that he started to make irrational decisions and then he made a decision that put him in prison by going to that cell phone store off of an armed robbery doing 10 years now he's out he's more positive right He understands what he did was wrong. Obviously, he had 10 years to think about that. But his mother is just like, man, I wish that he was around somebody like you. What role do you play in society? Let's continue. And the reason I say what? And the reason I say I wish he was around somebody like you is because you're so positive. Like. He needed that at that time. But he still needs that now. I'm talking to Clarissa. I'm like, listen, Clarissa. Because I didn't know that he was on um, his probation at that point. I didn't know if if he was in Detroit, Michigan or he was out in L.A. I was like, and obviously she wants to buy a shirt, right? Because I'm selling my merchandise. But she didn't have it at that moment. So I'm telling her, I'm giving her my phone number. Listen, Clarissa. I know you're interested in my merchandise. I know you love what I'm doing. Every day we get better. I know you want to be a part of that. Take my phone number. Sometimes I send my phone number to those who um, show interest um, in the future. Give me a phone call. We can meet up wherever. Whatever you feel comfortable with. It doesn't matter. Right? She's like, oh, man, this is so beautiful. And so she's like, oh, and I, I continue, I say, and Where is your son? I want to meet him. I want to talk to that man. Where is he? She's like, because they call me Mr. Everyday. He's like, Mr. Everyday, he's out in Detroit, Michigan still because he's still on his uh, probation. He just got out. He's got two more months left. He's got two more months left. I'm like, listen, Clarissa, when he gets off probation and he finds a way to come out to Los Angeles, I want you to give me a phone call. I want you to give me a phone call so I can meet that man. So I can shine my light on that man. Because I know what role I play. I am a vessel of light. Everywhere I go, I raise the frequency. Everywhere I go. That is my mission. That is my purpose. I'm intentional about everywhere I go, I am raising the, fric- the, uh, the frequency. And so I'm telling Clarissa, this older woman, I'm telling this mother of a man who did 10 years in prison, thinking irrational off of an armed robbery in a cell phone store? I want to meet that man. I want to talk to that man. I want to get close to that man I want to let I want to let that man know that I got his back that even though he did 10 years, it don't stop. He got to keep up the good fight. But his mother already sees that in me. And that's why she wants that. I'm letting Clarissa know. That I'm here for that. This is what I do it for. And so. She'll be contacting me. Whether uh, before that to purchase a shirt. Or. Or when that actually happens. And he's out on probation. We'll make that make sense. So. Hopefully, uh, I can give you an update, right? I can give you an update on this story um, in two to three months. We'll see how it goes. Some people call me back. Uh, Some people haven't called me back yet. So we'll see how that goes. But that was a beautiful interaction, right? But that was another reminder of what role I play in society. That's what people look for in me. Man, he's got good energy. Man, I got to get around him. But see, that's another thing. You have to protect your energy at all costs, also, because people could see that. People could see that and people could take advantage of that. But when you understand that and when you have a certain level of awareness like I do, you understand that people can take advantage of your energy. And so you have to be conscious of how you uh, disperse that energy, right? Because some people are leeches. And some people are vampires where they just suck the energy out of you. There's no energy exchange. It's just energy being sucked out of you. And so when you go through experiences like that, you understand that. In order for me to make sure I um, hold my energy and I make sure I stay full, I must. I must be conscious of how I disperse my energy, right? And in order for me to pour into someone, there has to be some sort of pouring. And it doesn't have to match my energy because I got high energy. It doesn't have to match it, right? But I have to be getting something from it, right? And it doesn't have to be energy. It it can be like the the information I get from the truthful conversation. It can be so many different things that I get, I can pull from. But there's something that I have to pull from, right? Because I understand that when we get into certain interactions uh, or certain conversations, I'm always looking for ways in which I can benefit in this conversation. I can take away from this conversation. Just like I'm going to allow that person to take away from this conversation. I want to pull something from this conversation. Those are the best conversations for me. Those are the best interactions for me because we're both leaving with something as opposed to being depleted and leaving without. Now, we're not always going to be leaving with something. Sometimes We won't leave with anything. Sometimes we'll leave depleted. But the goal is to be able to take away from something. The question is is posed again. What role do you play in society, right? And so I didn't know. I didn't know what role I played in society a couple years back, right? Just coasting, living through the motions. But I'm, in, I'm, I'm conscious, I'm intentional with the way in which I live my life now. I know exactly what role I play in society. And I know that I'm in a vessel of light. And it's funny, it's, it's beautiful because I am also reminded by those around me who see that light, who see that order. And going back to the interaction that I had with the brother out in Watts. We was able to exchange phone numbers. Now I'm building relation. Now I'm building relations with genuine and beautiful people. He's like, listen, I'm going back to Chicago in a couple days. But when if you ever in Chicago, give me a phone call. Now I got a person out in Chicago I can hit up. You know what I'm saying? And put a few things together. But this is the power the power of communication, w- in which I talked about the episode before this, episode 19. Right? Being able to have, uh, build, rep- uh, uh, build relations with people. And those relations being uh, beneficial, whether it be now or in the future. Right? Been building so many relations with so many beautiful people. And I'm truly thankful for that. But that's a testament to the role that I play in today's society. That's a testament to the role I play in society. altogether. But it took a long time. It took a lot of inner work. And it's going to continue taking a lot of inner work. Because the work don't stop. You have to continue that inner work. That way that inner work is uh, magnified into the outside world, right? So again, what role do you play in society? So as I get ready to close out this episode, this, this, this beautiful episode, I enjoyed it so much. I just encourage you guys, man. I encourage you guys to figure out what role you play in society and standing in that role, standing in that truth. Being intentional in that role, being consistent in that role. My reputation for the role that I play in society, for the role that I play in certain spaces that I'm in, my reputation is consistent. This is what I'm known for. And this isn't just me saying it. People around me say it on a day-to-day basis. People that I just met say it on a day-to-day. Basis. See, people that I just met say it to me, but that's the inner work. So I want to encourage you guys. Put so much work, put so much inner work, in self, that there are people around you who are reminding you of the role that you play, and not even in that, and not even in that way. But in that way. What role. Do you play. In society. I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys. Another episode in the bank. I'm on my mission. I'm on my purpose. I'm on my grind. This is this is almost therapeutic for me. You know in the microphone. There was a time When there was a uh, level of anxiety, right? There was a level of anxiety that I had to first embrace, uh, get to the truth of, understand why did I feel the way that I feel? Why? Because I have so much to express. Why am I expressing uh, or showcasing anxiety? Not up until I realized, like, I had to not focus so much on the future, right? At the and it's it's at that point, right, where I began to be intentional with the present. The anxiety began to go away. Because I was focused on now as opposed to focusing on the future, right? Understanding that the depression comes from the past, right? The depression. But when we understand these things, We become liberated. That's why I say we are liberated with our truth, right? Because when we can embrace certain things that hold us back. That's when we are getting closer to the truth. That's when we are uh, embracing our truth. That's when we can stand in our truth. So it's a beautiful feeling from episode one to episode 20. The natural progression. Right? The, the, The level of comfort that I have on the microphone right um, I appreciate it I appreciate it so much And we have to continue living our truth we have to continue living our purpose we have to continue living our mission whatever mission that may look like whatever purpose that may look like and whatever truth that may look like for you and once again I want you guys to really be intentional with this. What role do you play in society? Like we always do at this time. Peace to the people. I'm gone.